Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, April 30th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Investors in Google's parent company, Alphabet, are concerned by the unexpected slowdown in ad revenue. The shared office space provider WeWork is making moves to go public. And shipping chief executives want to put a speed limit on commercial vessels. Plus, the FT's Ed Crooks explains what oil producer Occidental's $55 billion bid for Anadarko means for the shale industry at large. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. A slowdown in Google's core advertising business sent a tremor through Wall Street overnight. Shares in parent company Alphabet fell by as much as 7% after it reported first quarter earnings, which were less than expected. Alphabet said revenue grew 17% in the quarter, down from 21% in the same period last year. Even at $36.3 billion, gross revenue was still nearly $1 billion below what analysts were expecting. The company said its most recent shortfall was due to the strength of the U.S. dollar, a strong quarter last year, and fewer enhancements to its advertising services in recent months. But Google's lack of detail left many investors worried that this dip in ad revenue might be a sign of bigger things. Namely, is there less demand from advertisers? Or is there bigger competition from Amazon, which is trying to push its way into the search market? Meanwhile, Alphabet's earnings were hit by a $1.7 billion fine by the European Union in March. Without that charge, it would have reported earnings ahead of expectations. The parent company of shared office provider WeWork has filed paperwork to go public. The Wee company said that it confidentially submitted plans for a listing back in December. Recently, it made changes to its filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission. This comes just months after WeWork raised $1 billion in fresh capital from SoftBank. That brought the company's valuation to $47 billion. Last year, WeWork's losses came in at $1.9 billion, more than twice what it lost in 2017. It's shaping up to be a busy year for U.S. IPOs. Uber is expected to list in May, following rival Lyft, as well as other highly valued tech companies Zoom and Pinterest. Messaging tool Slack has also filed for an upcoming listing. And commercial ships could get a little slower. More than 100 maritime industry chief executives have requested that the International Maritime Organization impose a speed limit on these vessels to cut greenhouse gas emissions and protect the environment. International shipping contributed 2.2% to global carbon dioxide emissions in 2012. These industry executives say that most ships should have a fixed maximum at all times. But the executives also said container ships should have a maximum speed averaged across a year. That would allow exporters of perishable goods to travel faster during peak seasons. But while analysts say the policy idea has many merits, some have questioned how the measures could be enforced and who should enforce punishment. All told, the industry has a global fleet of 94,000 commercial vessels. And here's a closer look at one of today's big stories. Anadarko Petroleum is one of the leading independent oil and gas producers in the U.S. But until recently, its shares have been underperforming. That led some analysts to speculate that the company might be ready for a takeover. So, back on April 12th, Chevron, one of the largest oil groups in the U.S., announced it would buy Anadarko for $50 billion. But this wasn't a closed case. 
In fact, it marked the beginning of a bidding war. Even before Chevron's offer, another large producer, Occidental, had approached Anadarko's board with a few different proposals. And after the Chevron deal was announced, Occidental continued to ramp up the pressure. Last week, Occidental came out and said, OK, we are going to formally announce a bit of our own. We have a deal we've put together which is worth significantly more. That's Ed Crooks, the FT's U.S. industry and energy editor. The Chevron deal values Anadarko at about $50 billion. We have a deal which will value it at about $55 billion. It's going to mean a significant amount more for Anadarko shareholders. We think this is the deal that Anadarko's board ought to accept. And then what happened on Monday morning was that Anadarko's board came out and said, ah, yes, they have a point. Actually, this may be a better offer. And when we look at the terms, actually, we could see this could be better for our shareholders. And so we're going to have to go away and think about this. And we'll come up with a definitive conclusion in a few days. But certainly it does look as though, even though we've already accepted this one offer from Chevron, the Occidental offer may be better. So they're in a deal with Chevron, and now they're entertaining a deal with Anadarko? Yeah, absolutely. Nothing about the um, Chevron deal was final. The only thing that there was in that was there was a break fee. So there was a billion dollars which Anadarko agreed that they would pay to Chevron if they didn't go through with the deal. It does look like they're probably going to have to pay that deal, but given that they're going to get $5 billion, possibly more, on some estimates, $7 billion, $8 billion more from the Occidental deal, it's still worth giving up that $1 billion in order to get that increased offer. So what does this mean moving forward, not just for these two companies, but for the industry as a whole? What I think this really shows is that the U.S. shale industry is still in this long-term trend of consolidation. It was really opened up by small companies, small and mid-sized companies, were the pioneers of shale. If you remember back 10, 20 years ago, nobody thought that you'd be able to produce oil economically from these shale reserves. There were a number of small companies that tried experimentation in various different ways. The smaller companies then have led this industry, they've led the growth, led the boom, but they've really relied on financing from the capital markets. And until now, uh, investors have been very happy to back that. Capital markets, the banks have been happy to keep on pouring money into the shale industry while it was in this kind of growth phase. But lately, uh, particularly in the past year or so, there have been signs that investors are getting much less willing to put the money in. And so life has been getting increasingly difficult for these smaller and mid-sized companies. And so that's really creating a big opportunity for larger companies to come in to say, um, we have more stable businesses, we have better credit ratings, we have more access to capital, we can take over these uh, smaller companies, we can consolidate them by putting um, their businesses together, we can do things more efficiently, we can develop the reserves at lower cost, uh, we can save a lot of money that way, and we have the better access to finance, and so it makes sense for us to own these assets. So what's next specifically for this Occidental Anadarko deal? Anything we should know about? So the things to watch for will be, first of all, the conclusion of Anadarko's board when they've finished studying Occidental's offer and they come out with a definitive view on whether, yes, this is actually a better offer for Anadarko's shareholders or not, and whether they should then accept that bid and reject the Chevron one. That's one thing to watch for. The other thing we have to keep an eye on is whether Chevron then say, OK, actually, we're going to offer more. We don't want to lose this company. We still want to get hold of Anadarko. Our offer at the moment is clearly inferior. It's clearly lower to what Occidental is offering. Therefore, we're going to have to raise that. 
the indications have been Chevron doesn't want to do that. They say they're going to be disciplined about their spending. They're not going to just kind of throw money at this. It's not a question of they must win at any price. And so we suspect that's not what they're going to do. But that certainly is a possibility. And that's one option that's open to them. Meanwhile, the SEC has accused some unnamed investors of insider trading ahead of Chevron's acquisition bid for Anadarko. Regulators say the investors made two and a half million in, quote, illicit profits, unquote, by investing in Anadarko ahead of the deal. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be watching another round of quarterly earnings reports. BP, GM, Pfizer, Kraft Heinz, and Apple are just a few of the companies reporting today. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.